You are now tuned in to Poppy Chulo Radio. You are now tuned in to Poppy Chulo Radio, your web portal for the best in pop culture news and interviews. All magic comes with a price. The following is a Poppy Chulo Radio original program. The views and opinions expressed in the commentaries and or interviews in the following program are solely those of the individuals and are not views of Poppy Chulo Radio, its parent, affiliate, or subsidiary companies. Welcome to a D23 Comic-Con edition of Storybrooke Weekly Mirror, the unofficial Once Upon a Time podcast, a poppychuloradio.com and iTunes exclusive. Poppy Chulo Radio, pop culture on demand. Today is Wednesday, July 26th, 2017, and I'm your host, Jeffrey Aruz. Tonight, we're doing something very different. We are delivering directly to you all the news that was announced at this year's D23 Expo and San Diego Comic-Con. Please welcome my very special co-host. You know her. You love her. It's Katie. <laughs> Hi, guys. Hope you're all doing well. It's been a while. So it it's kind of exciting to get back to it. has been, but it's going to like show up on our door any moment this season premiere, if you can think about it good grief we're like halfway there it's amazing i know it's crazy it happens so fast (laughs) i know right it's insane so uh, katie and i are here to discuss all of the news all of the scoops that were dropped into our lap during both uh conventions this past summer the d23 expo and san diego comic-con but before we start our d23 comic-con edition here's our announcer with a few special announcements binge listen to your favorite poppy chula radio podcasters discussing some of your favorite television shows visit poppychularadio.com slash podcasts for a complete list of all the podcasts that we produce You will get up-to-date information on whether the podcast is currently releasing new episodes or if it's on hiatus. You will also be able to click a link to either take you to iTunes or the Poppy Chula Radio archives to download the podcast. To binge listen to your favorite Poppy Chula Radio podcasts visit poppychularadio.com slash podcasts. Would you like to be one of the podcasters on this podcast discussing your favorite television show? Email talent at poppychularadio.com. We are always looking for new voices to add to our collection of podcasts. To become a co-host you must be at least 18 years old. You must be comfortable sharing your opinions. And you must be comfortable using Skype. There's no podcast experience required. So if you think you have what it takes to be a Poppy Chula Radio on-air personality, email talent at poppychularadio.com. We look forward to hearing from you. This is a Poppy Chula Radio special announcement. Poppychularadio.com is currently looking to expand its web presence, and we're looking for your help. If you're a fan of Poppy Chulo Radio and its signature series, please visit GoFundMe.com slash Radio and help us with our campaign. 
Every dollar amount donated will be improving the Poppy Chulo radio experience and making it more interactive and user-friendly. We thank you in advance for your support. This has been a Poppy Chulo radio special announcement. We now return you to our regularly scheduled programming. Thanks, announcer. All right, Katie, let's get into it. Let's start off with D23. Yeah, we'll definitely do that. I mean, D23 was like a week or so before Comic-Con, so we kind of had a lot of exciting new stuff come out in the span of only like a couple weeks. So D23, we didn't have too much, but we did have some fun stuff come out of that. Um, Adam and Eddie kind of talked about looking for big happenings um, to kind of happen, I guess you could say, in the first half of the season. Like, for example, whether or not Henry has a sibling via Emma and stepfather Hook, um, as well as tons of backstory on Hook's current situation in Seattle. And then Colin, just to kind of go in the same vein, Colin talked a little bit more about it during the um, panel at San Diego. Someone basically asked him during the questioning time, uh, Will Henry have any stepbrothers or sisters? Will Captain Swan have had a baby? And so Colin said and kind of expounded on what was said at D23 that I think it would be interesting to see Hook and Emma having children. Hook and Emma love each other and they're married. So I think the next logical step would be to have a baby. So that is um, something that came out of D23. Um, Another thing was that... Um, it was kind of revealed that Henry is in a new Enchanted Forest with characters that we have seen before, but with different tales. Um, Storybook, however, is not out of the picture completely. Um, Eddie said, I think we may see it a few times throughout the year, most notably in the premiere. That's the first time we will see a little flashback to Storybook, at least, but primarily the new show is going to take place in this new enchanted forest as well as in the Seattle um, area too. So, I mean, it is a reboot, not just with the characters, but with the towns and the places we'll be visiting. Um, It's not the same setting. So uh, like the actress have said, it just felt like they were filming a pilot. It's different, but in a fresh and exciting way, not in something that's too too disorienting. So um, we can look for a new Enchanted Forest, whatever that means, um, as well as a Seattle setting, um, more big city feeling than the storybook that we know and love. Um, A new tagline for the show reads that a new curse appears and a new savior emerges. So I assume that... um, I don't know if they're talking about Henry or Lucy as far as the new savior. Because, obviously, Lucy's come to save her family, um, and she's brought other people to come help. Or she's bringing Henry to come help save his family. So, I'm guessing the new savior thing refers to either Henry or Lucy. Um, So, I guess we'll see. Uh, also at D23, they talked about how the re- reboot will have several different storybooks and multiple versions of characters. So to kind of talk about that a little bit and explain what that means about the multiple versions of characters, it was revealed there were some first look photos revealed at D23 of Henry in this new Enchanted Forest, and he is talking to... Cinderella. And obviously we already had Cinderella on the show. So, mm-hmm. you know, it's it, everyone was kind of confused. They're like, wait, is this, gonna, is this like they recast Cinderella? And Adam and Eddie said, no, they have not cast Cinderella. It's just going to be different versions of these characters that we already know. So um, Henry will fall in love with this new version of Cinderella who... I'm assuming, lives in the new, the different Enchanted Forest, not the one that we know. Mm-hmm. Um, they kind of talked about how they have endless possibilities with, um, you know, there's French versions of fairy tales. There's 
English, there's, I would assume, Indian. I just, I, you know, all these different types of retellings of fairy tales and these different versions. And so we know that um, a Latina woman is playing this new version of Cinderella, who is also Lucy's mom. So I'd assume it was something along that line of the fairy tale retelling of Cinderella. So this is definitely not the Cinderella that we know and love in Storybrooke. This is a different version of her. So we kind of get to see her um, her story play out as Cinderella and what her backstory is rather than the Cinderella from the original six seasons. So I'm kind of excited to see what this totally entails. It's still kind of confusing um, until we see it play out, I guess, and see it explained. But I absolutely love Dania Ramirez, um, who's playing this new Cinderella. She's really, she's adorable. And um, she looks gorgeous in the big blue dress um, that we see in those promotional photos. If you can Google um, or go to either of our sites, sites and find adult Henry in the Enchanted Forest with this um, Cinderella. Definitely look for those photos because they're really cool and um, the the work on the dress that she's wearing is incredible and I really like it. So it's kind of exciting. Um, Yeah, I hope that this new Enchanted Forest isn't called the Enchanted Forest and actually has yeah. a unique name. It might. I definitely think it might, and they're but they're just not revealing it yet. So I'm crossing my fingers. I'm yeah. excited for the concept. I'm really excited for Once Upon a Time continuing on. Like I love this mm-hmm. show. It is my favorite show. I'm just very worried about like this new concept. It's. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It just, it doesn't seem, this is my opinion. And it's solely my opinion. And I don't know if Katie will agree with anything that I say. And, and it's fine. Probably but I, <laughs> I know. I know that there's a lot of people in the fandom that are worried about this. Because it genuinely feels like, and I really don't care what Adam and Eddie say. It feels like they were stuck. And they had to, like, create a pitch to continue on the series. And this is kind of like what they thought of. I genuinely do not believe they ever thought they would be doing something like this way back in season one. Much like Mm -hmm. I genuinely do not believe they were going to end the Emma storyline at the end of season six. So we have this and it's almost like as if, like, now they decided, okay, we're going to have to age up Henry, and oh no, he needs a wife. We've kind of used all these really spectacular characters, and, like, we can't think of a really awesome fairy tale character to make his wife, so let's just reboot some of these characters. And, you know what? I love Dania. Like, she is awesome. She used to be on a show that I loved called Devious Maids. So she's dope. So I'm really excited about her coming on to the show. And I love her excitement about being on the show. But I just wish that they would not have done this reboot thing. Like, it just feels kind of weird, especially since... I guess my whole thing is, I don't mind the idea of... um, Because these characters are timeless. So the stories are timeless. So I don't mind the idea of like maybe every generation there's like a Cinderella. Because I think that would be appropriate. The only thing that kind of is a little jarring in my brain about it is the fact that we are still in this sort of like first generation where there already is a Cinderella. So it's kind of weird and jarring that there just happens to be another Cinderella out there in the world. Like, I know that they're doing, they're saying, like, there's different iterations, which that is true as well. But, I don't know, it's just, it's a little weird, and it almost feels like they were just grasping at straws. And they were just like, okay, you know, we don't really have any other characters that we can think of, so let's just use some characters that we've used before, but maybe we um, didn't feature them as prominently as we should have. 
I guess. Mm -hmm. That's the only thing. That's my concern. I am excited, though. Like, don't um, let my slight worry, uh, uh, like, throw you. Like, I am really excited to see what happens and all the images that have come out and all of the news that uh, Katie has been going through and um, that she will uh, in the next few uh, minutes. Like, Like, it's really awesome, but it's, I don't know, that whole concept of you know, sort of like 2.0s of characters is a little weird. Mm-hmm. I, you know, I don't know. I, I do feel like this isn't the direction that they originally were going to you go think? for. Because I feel like they did get stuck in a rock and a hard place. I think that the ratings were pretty bad, but the network wanted to keep the show on because it still does get them a lot of merchandise opportunities. Yeah, and them, streaming. They made a great Netflix deal. Yes. Internationally, um, all that stuff. But like, once so, a show gets into season seven and it's not doing that well ratings-wise, like I am would not be surprised if the network approached Adam and Eddie and was like, you know, we'd love to continue on for all of the reasons that you just stated, Katie, but they're like, look at the ratings and we need to make this like cost productive so that's literally what i was gonna say yeah we're gonna slash your budget so uh you're gonna have to to figure out what to do yeah because i don't think people realize that when you're a star on a series like you have a contract that you start off with for a set amount of years and then your contract has to be renewed and usually if if the series is doing well and uh, if it's around for several seasons you're going to get a raise so if you have a cast that has i'm not going to count them off the top of my head but it's like between five to ten series regulars and the majority of them have been there since season one that's a lot of money that's going Mm -hmm. into those series regulars and if Mm -hmm. they're telling you that you have to slash your budget, you're going to have to get rid of some of those series regulars because if you bring in a new cast, because a lot of people I think on the web were like, why are they bringing all these new people if um, you know they slash the budget and this, that, or the other? That's because the new people have a much cheaper contract because mm-hmm. they are new. Mm-hmm, exactly. So I think that's basically why they went this direction is because they had no other choice. The network executives were like, you have to get rid of these people. Um, you have to cut your budget by this much. Um, and then they were forced to have to put the show in a new direction. And they had used so many, so many of the classic characters that we already know of. So they really had no other way than to do it this way, I believe. Um, so, I mean, you know, I, I think it was, they were stuck on a rock and hard place and they had to work with it. And I think that this is this is going to be interesting. I mean, I'm not worried about it at all. I'm, I mean, there's always a part of me that's a little worried. I, I do genuinely think this will be the last season unless if it randomly, for some reason, decides to garner a whole bunch of new viewers. Um, well, I don't think it's going to garner I, I think, a whole bunch of new viewers. I think it could continue on past this season if it at least has a steady viewership on Friday yeah, nights. Yeah, that, that, yeah, that's what I mean. If it, um, yeah, if it continues in, if it goes up a little bit and continues in a steady stream, because I mean, they did move nights. That's a big thing where you lose a ton of your current viewers and uh we'll see we'll see i i think it's going to be interesting to see what happens for sure yeah i i do think i genuinely think this will be the last season but i'm excited to see where it goes i i am nervous because emma was always my favorite character i love i loved you know bell and Zelina and uh all of them, but, you know, they're gone now, but I I am excited to see what these new people bring to the show to see if it gets a kind of a burst of fresh air. Yeah, I can agree with you on that. I think my only, like, teeny tiny problem with it, besides what I just mentioned, is the fact that since they are, like, rebooting, and it's like a new town, and it's like 2.0, some 2.0 versions of characters that we have uh, gotten to know of, they're won't be a chance to like 
revisit some storylines that were mm-hmm. kind of left dangling because like we had the special listeners i yeah. i hope that you downloaded it but uh, it is on available on itunes and the poppy chula radio archives and we titled it farewell to storybrook because we knew that we were going to be leaving storybrook for the new season and one of um the segments that we had on we sort of made lists of uh of with like different categories about the show and one of the categories was like storylines that were left open that we would have loved to have uh, revisited and unfortunately even though adam and eddie mentioned last season that they were thinking of doing this episode where it was gonna like revisit and like the dangling threads and this that or the other i highly doubt that they would do something like that now because i think that would confuse the frack out of anybody it's not a possibility anymore yeah so that's the only thing that kind of sucks because i'm like you know we all the four of us uh created lists and i think for the most part like i mean there was a little bit of overlapping but for the most part i think all of us like really had like individual stuff Mm -hmm. that we were like picking at that we wish we could have seen like more of or at least have gotten an answer to so it's kind of a shame Mm -hmm. that because they're rebooting or i don't really like the term rebooting but they're i guess they're opening up a new book there you go um new chapter exactly so we might not be able to get the chance to visit stuff from basically season one through six Mm -hmm. yeah which you know is it would have been nice to have closing on some of those things, closure on some of those things, but oh well. Guess we're probably we're more likely not going to get it. Exactly. So okay, so we're moving on from D twenty three to San Diego Comic Con, which I was actually able to attend, so that was great. I didn't. I was originally going to camp out and see if I could get like one of the first two rows for the panel, but as nighttime came, I was like. I have a really nice bed in a hotel room that I'm paying a lot of money for and my back hurts too much. I'm getting too old for this. So I decided not to stay out overnight. And Katie I just got says really, at the ripe old age of 23. 20? I'm almost, okay, I'll be 25 the end of December. Okay, oh, okay. So excuse me. It was, yeah. it was off by okay. a year and a half. <laughs> it's just, it didn't really matter to me that much, I guess. Um, I had already gotten autograph tickets. I had already gone to the special screening, quote-unquote, thing. Oh, yes. Um, so it was just kind of like, I don't care if I don't get front row seats. And I was able to, we got up really early, and I was still able to get in the first wave of seats. And I was actually still pretty close. So it wasn't, it was fine. I, you know, I didn't have to stay overnight in the smelly, gross tents um, on hard ground to get pretty close so nice can i ask you a question because i'm sure a lot of the listeners might not have ever been to san diego comic-con go for it how early did you have to get there to get a (laughs) decent ish seat and how long did you have to wait for like the actual panel to happen so what was like what time did you Mm -hmm. arrive there basically and what time was the panel okay so Comic-Con, what people don't tell you about Comic-Con is you're basically sitting on cement, getting up at the crack of dawn, and you're sitting on cement for hours and hours and hours to sit for a 45-minute panel. It's, it is not a very fun experience, but when you get to sit down for the panel, it kind of takes away all the pain and grossness of having to wait for hours away for a little while. Um, so basically, I got up at... Four o'clock in the morning and got ready and our hotel was basically right a block away um right down the street from the convention center um another thing people don't tell you is it takes you about a half hour to walk from one end of the convention center to the other end of the convention center in the midst of all of the people um so it's quite a walk i got up at four in the morning got ready my friend and i left at like five o'clock in the morning to go stand in line for the once upon a time um line and what comic-con does is they open the exhibit room floor at nine or not nine thirty in the morning i believe 
And you have to wait in one of two lines. There's Hall H line, which people is the biggest ballroom in the convention center. And you have to, people will wait there for two days to get into one panel. I avoid that like the plague. Or there's the every Ballroom 20 and everything else line. Ballroom 20 is the next biggest room, I believe. And so you're waiting in line with hundreds and thousands of other people just to get into the convention center. And some of the people in line are going to Ballroom 20 to watch panels. And some people are going to the exhibit floor. So we got in line around 5.15. And we sat there until about... 8 o'clock, 7.30, 8 o'clock, so two and a half, three hours. We sat on the hard cement floor behind the convention center by the docks. Um, And then they start moving you. And it's thousands of people again. So it's people who are right next to the convention center. And then it loops all the way across the streets, all the way through the back of the convention center, um, all the way to the back. So it's a lot of people. You walk in line for a long time just to get inside the building. And then you go upstairs and sit under some tents for another hour or two. So we're up to about four or five hours of sitting in line. And then you finally get into the ballroom. They open the ballroom up. It's kind of a mad dash to get as close as possible. And you sit there for another hour. So this is like five, six hours of sitting, waiting at this point. And then they finally bring the people out. <laughs> so Comic-Con is not for the week. Is not for the week. <laughs> I believe it. Good grief, Katie. It, it's ridiculous. But, I mean, if you want to stay in line overnight, then you can get one of the first two rows. But, I mean, I did that last year. I stayed overnight, and I got the first? No, I got the second row for the panel. And that was pretty cool, but... I figure that was kind of a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity, and I'm not as crazy anymore, and I don't feel like sitting in line overnight on the hard ground, and the tents smell disgusting, so it was not worth it to me this year. (laughs) So, all in all, it's so much fun to be able to be there, but it's a lot of sitting in line, leaning against gross walls and sitting on the cement and it's uh, it's not terribly fun the process isn't a lot of fun um yeah i believe it and you kind of have to like really select which panel you want to do you do you do and i mean the thing with ballroom all the ballrooms is they don't clear them out so if there's a really popular panel later on you have to get there really early, and as each panel lets out and people file out of the room who don't want to go to any more panels, you have to try to s- sneak your way closer and closer after each panel. Last year when we went to the Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. panel, uh, we sat in that room for five hours through several different panels for shows I don't even watch just to get semi-close. So, it's crazy. It's crazy. I only once. I went, okay, this year I went to the Timeless panel, to the Psych panel, the Once Upon a Time panel, and then I braved the Supernatural panel for my friends. Because I don't watch Supernatural, but she loves Supernatural, and Supernatural is so big that it was in Hall H. So that was another sitting in line for hours and hours and hours, finally getting in, and we were in the second wave of chairs. So pretty close about halfway in the room. So those were the only panels I did this year. (laughs) That's interesting. May I ask a personal question that I'm sure a lot of people are curious about? (laughs) Go for it. How do you go to the bathroom? (laughs) So first of all, I didn't drink a ton of water, so I didn't have to go to the bathroom very often, which was nice. But you can have, if you're waiting in line to get inside, you can have your friend save your spot in line for you as you run back to the hotel um, or to any close place that has a bathroom. Um, And your friends can hold up to five people in line, I believe. They can hold a space for up to five people. Um, But if you are in the panels, you can get a bathroom pass and basically save your seat. So the bathroom pass lasts about an hour hour um so kind of what i did is we were um i had 
autograph tickets for once upon a time. And so I had to go exchange, I had to go exchange it for the actual ticket, um, while we were waiting for another panel. So I got a bathroom pass. Um, it took me about an, it, they give you it for an hour. And then I was able to run down to the ABC booth to get my, um, actual autograph ticket, run to the bathroom and then run back into the room within the one hour time frame. So that's kind of nice is they do get those bathroom passes out. Um, and it kind of saves your seat as long as you have a friend there, have your stuff in the seat. Um, so that's kind of nice, but basically don't be drink. I mean, you should be drinking a lot of water, but hopefully you don't have to go to the bathroom that much while you're there. <laughs> Good grief. All right. Well, that was really okay. interesting, Katie. So, I mean, I could talk about Comic-Con forever, <laughs> to be honest. Um, but the panel was awesome. Just, first of all, what they did is Adam Envy came out, and then the original three characters um, of Lana, Robert, and um, Colin came out. And they talked with them for a while. It was about maybe 15 minutes of the panel. And then we got to see a sneak peek at the new season. And then they brought out the five, or the... Who was there? They had the grown-up Henry, so Andrew J. West was there. And then Daniel, Dania Ramirez was there, who plays Cinderella. And also, Gabrielle Anwar was there, who... We'll, we'll get to who she's playing in a minute. Um, I think it was Makia Cox was going to be there, but I think yeah. it was her. Yeah, and then her, but her plane got delayed in Chicago because of weather. So she was not able to be there, unfortunately, though we did get to, they did reveal who she's playing. So we'll get to that in just a second. So let's see. They kind of talked about, talked to each of the characters about, um, or each of the people about what it's like to be back on the show, um, except missing a lot of people. And I mean, a lot of the, the actors said that it felt like they were filming a new pilot entirely. It didn't feel like the same show because they were missing a lot of characters that we know and love, a lot of people that they're used to working with. So um, it felt like they were filming a pilot, but they all expressed that they're, they like the way that this is going. Colin expressed several times in interviews that the script for the first episode is one of his favorites of the entire show. Um, so that's kind of interesting. They said it is taking a very interesting turn. Their characters are playing different versions of themselves that we've never seen before. Um, so um, the uh, the Yvette Nicole um, Brown um, kind of asked them what what was something what was something that you would have liked to have explored um, in the first six seasons that would have explained your character a little bit more, I think, is what her question was. Um, and Colin said, this is interesting, he said, I'd like to know more about Hook's mother, which is something we haven't touched upon much yet. So he was kind of being coy about that, like maybe we might touch on that later on the season or something so possibly we'll hear more on um on his mother um talking about henry and kind of what his story is in this new season because obviously he's a lot older um he you know has experienced a lot of different things um Basically, what they said is that Henry wants to visit other storybooks books with different stories and characters. He falls in love with Cinderella, much like the romance his grandparents had. He gets into some trouble and calls out for help from his family. Hook, Rumple, and Regina come to his rescue. So, that's, that's interesting to me that when he calls out for help, it's only Hook, Rumple, and Regina who come. I mean, obviously, we don't have Belle, we don't have Lena, and we don't have Emma. So we know the behind the scenes reasons for that, but it'll be interesting to see how they explain in the show why it's only Hook, Rumple, and Regina who come to his rescue. Um, yeah, I agree. Yeah. So I, I'm 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 most curious and excited to find out what 
that means. <laughs> so, um, we did get to see the first sneak peek at the first um, season, or at the first Sorry, the first episode of the season. We got to see a sneak peek, which um, I'll kind of give you a rundown of what it was. Um, it was young Henry, so Jared Gilmore reprised his role for the small scene in the pilot. Or the pilot. I keep calling it the pilot. It seems like it's a pilot, but it's not. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the premiere episode. So young Henry tells Regina that he needs to leave Storybrooke in order to find out what his own story is and where he belongs. Um, and this is after he explained that he found hundreds of other books in the Sorcerer's Mansion. Did you know, he kind of questions and says, did you know there's a French Snow White and Italian? Um, Regina asks him, how long will you be gone? To which Henry replies, as long as it takes. Then he hops on a motorcycle, which August taught him how to ride, because Regina makes a little comment about how she wishes August hadn't taught him how to ride that thing. Um... And then he basically heads off into a portal into a new realm through his motorcycle. And then um, we see it open up to the adult Henry riding his motorcycle in another realm years later. At which point he accidentally crashes into Cinderella's carriage. So that's what happened in the sneak peek. Um, I'm not sure if it's online. I can't remember, but if it, it is. is, is it? Okay, it is. That's right. It is. Um, so definitely watch it. It's very interesting. It kind of gives you a little look into what to expect from the new season. Um, and then after they showed the sneak peek, the new the new characters came out. So it was Andrew, Danya, and Gabrielle who came out. And they kind of talked about their auditioning process for the show. Danya said that she didn't know she was auditioning for Cinderella. Um, basically what happened is her agent contacted her while she was on vacation and asked if she wanted to audition for a show that day. Um, so Danya said that she loved the show and she was super excited. So she got into the audition room. She was still in her vacation clothes, obviously. And it was basically just to see if she had chemistry with Andrew. Um, and she did, so they basically cast her for the show at that point, right while she was on vacation. So she was really excited about that. It's fun to hear her talk about the experience because she's just she's really excited to be on the show, and she's very passionate about that. Um, Gabrielle said that her... Um, auditioning process was she was also on vacation and she got a call from her agent while she was in the car with um, her kids and so it was really loud and she couldn't hear what her agent was saying um, very well and um, she kind of she had to repeat what the agent was saying out loud so that she could make sure she was hearing the right thing so she said once upon a time is what you want me to audition for and all of a sudden her 13 year old daughter went what? That's my favorite show. You have to audition, Mom. And then um, Gabrielle hadn't heard of the show, I don't think. And so she didn't know what it was, and she was talking to her agent about it. And then her daughter is, like, in her ear going, Mom, you have to audition. Hook, Hook, Hook is in the show. And um, Gabrielle said, she's like, yeah, okay, I'm just going to audition. So she just said yes um, to appease her daughter and... um, then she got cast on the show after her audition. So um, that's basically what happened with those two. And um, I guess what we can reveal right now is who each of these new characters are playing. So obviously we know that Danya is playing um, the new Cinderella. Gabrielle will be playing the new wicked stepmother, Lady Tremaine. Um, a.k.a. the mother of Ramirez's new Cinderella. Um, Adeline Kane, um, who some may know her from Rain. She played in the show Rain. Um, she was a star of the show. Um, she is not going to be a regular, but she will be recurring, and she's playing Cinderella's stepsister, Drizella. Um, according to Eddie, she is super wicked. Makia um, Cox also joined the cast as a recurring character, and she will be playing Tiana. Yes. Yay! 
<laughs> I knew as soon as I heard that, I was like, oh, he's going to be so excited. <laughs> I love that you thought about me at Comic-Con. It was fantastic. Was like, yes. <laughs> yes. Now, all we need, number one, is Naveen. Yes. And then Dr. Facilier. Like, yes. Dr. Facilier somehow incorporated. Like, you can't just have Tiana and not have either one of those two. Exactly. So I, I'm sure that they will be cast at some point. If they aren't already cast, then they're just kind of keeping it a secret for now. That's true, yeah. Um, also joining the show is English actress Rose Reynolds. Um, she is also joining as a recurring character of the new version of Alice from Alice in Wonderland. And... <laughs> Adam and Eddie kind of made a joke at this point. They said, since no one watched the Wonderland spinoff. And <laughs> it was really funny. Um, I don't but, think so. Yeah. Because a lot no. of people did watch it. A lot of people did. And I mean, if, well, if they want a joke, I, this is a joke back to them. The current season of Once Upon a Time averaged basically about the same as Once Upon a Time yeah. in Wonderland. But I, I believe, actually, Wonderland received a little bit more in the millions of viewers, and but Once has like a point one more in the demo. So they're kind of the same, to be quite honest. Yeah, but I mean, he was just joking around. It was, it was funny. It was really funny at the time. Um, but... Yes, yeah, so they're doing a new version of Alice, which is interesting to me. Because, um, I mean, we have the new version of Cinderella, so we also have a new version of Alice. It'll be interesting to see how she plays into the show. So, those are the four, I believe, four or five new female characters who are joining the show and who they are playing. Um, so, they also announced that the show is planning on featuring a prominent LGBTQ romance this season. Um, they said, one of the show's franchises is love. This iteration is reflecting the world today. It will not be anything more than just one of other love stories that are happening. I don't think, I don't think it's an arc. It'll just be a character who's gay. And that's, and that's who they are. And they exist in the world. They don't have a sign that says special episode. So, you all, we can look forward to that. Okay, that's awesome. I hope that they go the gay route instead of lesbian. Just because mm-hmm. we've already seen, like, a lesbian love story on the show. Yeah. And think- usually shows, you know, to include LGBT characters, they almost always go, like, the lesbian route. And it'd be nice mm-hmm. to add a little bit more variety. Mm-hmm. And I mean... I think people are leaning more towards the um, the lesbian um, aspect because of all the new female characters. Yeah, there are a lot of women. That's had... why I think it is probably going to yeah, be a lesbian. Because we have not Alice had... and Drizella will be banging. There you go. <laughs> Only on Once Upon a Time. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, we haven't had any male casting announcements Yet. I'm hoping soon, like like you said, um, Naveen and, wow, Dr. Facilier. Yes. yes. I'm hoping. Cross our fingers for that. Um, so, I was kind of watching, I mean, here's, a, here's another thing about Comic-Con. You miss everything that happens at Comic-Con while you're at Comic-Con. I mean, you miss all of the articles and videos and stuff that are coming out. So I've just recently been going through all of the video interviews and stuff. And so the actresses and actors kind of talk about a little bit more details when they're going through the interviews like they accidentally let it's fun to watch the new character the new actresses and actors on the show because they might accidentally let something slip more than the older character or the older um actors might because they're not as seasoned in that um and so one of the questions was in a match in a kind of an evil match, who would win? Would it be the evil queen or Lady Tremaine? And 
Lana teased, do we know if Lady Tremaine has magic yet? She said, we don't know yet. And then Gabrielle kind of said, I don't think she has any magic. And Lana looked at her and she's like, oh, but maybe she does. So I don't think Lady Tremaine has magic. Mm. So that'll be a little bit different because it seems like Lady Tremaine might be one of the main evil characters of the new season Mm -hmm. so for one of them not to have magic is interesting to me um for them to kind of rely on something other than magic um is an interesting thing to kind of delve into and so gabrielle was talking about lady tremaine and she was saying that you know we haven't filmed a lot we've only filmed about one and a half episodes at this point but she said she's very much an unpleasant character and she hasn't found much of a redeeming quality to her as of yet she said she pretty much resents she resents pretty much everything that includes people that includes things she said she resents smells she resents all of this different stuff so she resents everything so um that's kind of what we can expect from lady tremaine that's interesting Um, and now i'm kind of curious will she have to team up with someone magical yeah exactly there's um there's this Disney movie. Uh, at some point, Disney was releasing a lot of sequels uh, via DVD. And I'll be honest, the majority of them were no bueno. But some of them <laughs> were actually really good. And one of them that was actually fairly decent was one called Cinderella 3, A Twist mm-hmm. in Time. And... Mm-hmm. It really is a crazy movie because it involves time travel and there's oh. like this weird sci-fi aspect to it, which um, <laughs> okay. like you wouldn't really think of when you think of Cinderella. Like the gist of the storyline is that one day, like uh, I think it's well after Cinderella got married to the prince, um, the uh, stepmother, Lady Tremaine, ends up stealing Cinderella's fairy godmother's wand. And so she uses the wand to turn the fairy godmother into stone. And she uses the wand basically to turn back time. And uh, instead of uh, Cinderella being the one whose um, foot fit into the glass sipper, sipper, into the glass (laughs) slipper it was drizella and drizella ended up marrying the prince and um i for it's been a minute since i watched it so i forget (laughs) exactly how they fixed it but um it was interesting to see and um Hmm. lady tremaine isn't a magical character so she wasn't magical in that movie but because she had stolen the fairy godmother's wand she Mm -hmm. all of a sudden became a worthy adversary oh that's kind of interesting well maybe they'll do something like that it'll be interesting to see where they go with it like if she teams up with someone magical if she steals something that's magical um it'll be interesting to see where they go with it yeah yeah so, um, Andrew West was talking about um, talking about what Henry is going to be like. Um, what can we expect from an older Henry? He said that Henry is going to be older and wiser, and possibly suffering from some negative effects of things that have happened in the intervening years. So, look for that happening to Henry. Um, Lana was talking about what her character is going to look like in season seven. And she said, here's kind of hints. And I mean, we've seen what she looks like from behind the scenes photos so far, but here's a tease for what she was saying. Goodbye pantsuits. Hello denim. She said that she's more down to earth and rugged rather than severe. Like she was in the original seasons. She said that she's more relaxed and her hair is curly. Um, and so the interview kind of interviewer was kind of talking about the aging of the characters. Like, shouldn't they be a lot older? Um, and Lana was joking, maybe I took a potion and I'm younger. So she said, you'll have to wait to find out, but, um, it'll be interesting to see how they stayed so young. Um, talking about Danya now and Cinderella, Danya was talking about, um, 
kind of the parallel parallel love stories that she's going to have with Henry in the Enchanted Forest in the Enchanted Forest versus in Seattle. And so she was talking about her character in Seattle, and she said that Tiana is going to be Cinderella's roommate in Seattle. Yes. So, yeah, that's kind of exciting to me. Um, Tiana and Cinderella together. There you go. They're roommates in Seattle, apparently. <laughs> so that'll be fun to kind of watch. And it appears that she may be a cop or something. I'm not sure. We'll find out. Okay. Um, yeah. So, Danya also said that her real-world counterpart's name is Jacinda. Um, and the romance that she has with Henry and the Enchanted Forest will be paralleled in Seattle. So, we'll be seeing kind of the romance play out in the Enchanted Versus. In the Enchanted Versus. Wow. In the Enchanted Forest versus in Seattle. Which is kind of like what we had in Season 1 of Once Upon a Time with Snow White and Prince Charming in the Enchanted Ver- Forest versus in Storybrook. So... I guess we'll see all that play out. But that's basically everything that I have um, as far as spoilers from San Diego. Um, Definitely go and look up the sneak peek from the first episode that deals with young Henry and Regina. And they also have a nice new promo for the new season that includes looks at what our characters are looking like in the new season. You have a look at Lady Tremaine, you have a look at Cinderella, you have a look at Hook and Regina in Seattle. You have looks, I believe, at a small look at Tiana, Um, Just things like that. So definitely go check those out, and uh, you'll see some surprises in there. So, um, yeah, that's about everything I have. Awesome. Very cool, Katie. So on that note, join us next time for a brand new installment of Storybrooke Weekly Mirror. Once again, here's our announcer to remind you on how you can interact with us. Like us on Facebook, facebook.com slash Mirror. Follow us on Tumblr, storybrookweeklymirror.tumblr.com. Follow Poppy Chula Radio on social media. We are on Facebook, Instagram, Tumblr, Twitter, and YouTube, at Poppy Chula Radio. Do you have any questions, suggestions, comments, or concerns? Email us via contact at poppychularadio.com. Help support Poppy Chula Radio financially by visiting GoFundMe dot com slash poppy chula radio are you interested in joining the poppy chula radio team as an on-air personality or blog contributor email talent at poppy binge listen to your favorite poppy chula radio programs by visiting poppy slash archives you can also download tonight's broadcast and the rest of the series through itunes just search for storybrooke weekly mirror and subscribe Thanks, announcer. Katie, wish the listeners a good night. Good night, guys. Thanks for tuning in. We will return in September with a brand new spoiler edition of Storybrooke Weekly Mirror. Good night.